It's time for your Low Country Real Estate Market Update. It's the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Brian is one of the top 1% real estate agents in Charleston. Find him online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. Now, broadcasting from the WTMA studios, here's your host, Brian Beatty. Good morning, Charleston, and welcome to another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Man, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, there's some new reports coming out about what this closure of the South or the Silicon Valley Bank is going to mean for the real estate market, what it's going to mean for interest rates, how it's going to affect pricing inventory. So much to, to talk about and, and so many different directions that I think this can go. Uh, we're going to talk about that this morning. We're going to talk about what's happening uh, as a result of the cool down in the national real estate market. You know, the fact that we have, uh, for the first time in over a decade, posted year over year losses in the sales price of homes. It's not necessarily mirroring what's happening what's happening here in the Charleston market, but we're starting to see some signs that things are are definitely slowing down. In fact, I would say that we're not starting to see signs. Uh, we've been talking about the signs for well over a year on this program, if you've tuned in before. So if this is your first time tuning in, let me just give you a bit of a, an idea of what to expect here. So uh, my name is Brian Beatty. I've been selling real estate here locally for 17 years. I've done about 1,300 transactions locally, about a billion dollars worth of real estate volume represented. Uh, I own investment property. My family's been in real estate for 60 plus years. It's just in our blood. Um, and I've been on the show for over a decade helping you better understand what's happening in the real estate market. I share my experiences with you as somebody that helps uh, folks transact on a daily basis. Uh, so does my team. We've got about 15 folks that all work hard to make sure that you're well taken care of should you be interested in buying, selling, or investing in real estate. Or maybe you have a home that you'd like to rent out. We have a property management division as well. Uh, and so we just share all that information with you so that you are an informed consumer. We talk a lot about the process of buying or selling or investing in real estate on this show uh, and how that process kind of changes as the market changes. So if at any point in time you want to reach out to me, you say, hey, Brian, you know, I'd, I'd like to talk with you about working together to help me sell my home or we're interested in buying a home or acquiring an investment property, or I've got a home that I'd like to keep and rent it out, you know, tell me a little bit more about your property management services, then I encourage you to give me a call. Let's, let's have a chat. We'd love to earn your business. My number is 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or you can go online and check out our website, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. A lot of great information on there. Search the MLS, find out more about our team, who we are, what we do, what we sell, how we sell it. Uh, find out how many buyers there are in our database for your home. We've got a really interesting tool that we've connected to our database so that in real time, we can say, you know, if you're selling a home in this area and in this price range, we have X number of buyers that we have full contact information for that have previously been on our, on our site looking at other properties. We may or may not be in contact with them, but it's usually hundreds of people. I went on a listing presentation a little earlier in the week and we showed them that in our database of 25,000 buyers, we had a little over 800 people that were looking for properties like the one they were about to put on the market. And so it's just this incredible opportunity to 
kind of skip the the line, right? Skip to the front and potentially sell your home to one of these buyers that are out there anxiously awaiting new inventory, which has been a recurring theme for years at this point, really since the start of COVID. I mean, before COVID, we had about 6,000, 65-ish hundred homes for sale. Now we're, you know, we, we bottomed out to where at one point in time, if you really looked at the numbers and you really looked at what was available, we had a few hundred homes that you could purchase and, and move into. A lot of new construction, a lot of proposed construction, a lot of stuff out of the area that was entered into our Charleston MLS system. Now we're, you know, we're 2,300-ish. Uh, we feel like maybe we've bottomed out in terms of inventory and we're starting to see some some increases, but it's very, very small. It's very nominal. Too early to guess as to whether, uh, you know, this this past few weeks kind of represented the bottom of the market in terms of availability of homes for sale. But with everything that's happening right now, a lot of people, let's be honest, do not have a lot of confidence in the real estate market. And the data shows it. You know, we're looking at uh, a, a significant number of factors that are a bit unprecedented. And so for, you know, me, a local real estate agent that, you know, I'm also a national or international real estate coach. So I'm pretty well connected countrywide to what's happening in respective markets uh, and how agents that are operating at really high levels are, are dealing with that, how consumers in their areas are feeling about the market, the decisions they're making, so on and so forth. So I've got a good pulse on what's happening here, but, um, you know, I just want to kind of bounce around a little bit and, and talk about a few different things that, um, might result uh, from the Silicon Valley bank closure. I mean, a lot of people just want to know straight up what's going to happen. Well, who knows? I mean, really, uh, I don't. I've got a good guess. Uh, and if you've followed this show for the 10 years that I've had it, toward the end of the year, I make predictions for the next year. And they're, I mean, I'm, they're solid. I mean, I'm, I'm getting it right. I'm, uh, you know, there have been a few swings and misses with regard to things like interest rates. And um, that's kind of the big question right now, right? If Powell decides to raise rates again at the end of this month, that's not going to be a good sign, you know, and, and here's part of the problem, right? So you know, I think the number is that every month people are spending $455 more at the grocery store uh, than they were this time last year. So money is just evaporating in, in all ways. But, you know, so we, we complain about inflation and how much it's impacting us, but we're still spending our money. We're still paying those prices. Um, and it's likely going to cause the Fed to continue to raise rates until the spending gets under control because the prices are along with it. I mean, really, the, the, the economic lines right now are, are pretty zigzaggy at the moment. Some, like the, the strong job market, point to continued growth in spending. But on the other hand, look at something like the increasing amount of overdue car loans, right? Pointing to a, a potential slowdown. You know, there was um, uh, an article that came out that said that, um, I forget who said it at this point. I wrote it down, but I forgot to source it. But it's it estimated that households have about 10 months of spending power if they continue to deplete excess savings at the pace they have been over the past six months. I mean, personal spending was up 1.8% in January. So, 
when you look at getting into the housing market, especially as a first time home buyer or in that entry level price range where, um, you know, maybe you've it's blue collar, maybe your, your income is your income. There's not a lot of opportunity for fluctuation, uh, in it. Um, in other words, every year is going to be pretty similar. You don't have huge roller coaster rides like some of us do in sales. Uh, it makes it really tough. And so if you're not budgeted, if you're not really in tune with what you're spending your money on, and you don't have a plan for saving that money to get into home ownership, then you're, you know, you're paying the mortgage payment of, you know, more than likely uh, either a local investor or, you know, a hedge fund, a private equity firm uh, that has purchased an unbelievable amount of real estate over the past several years. I mean, I can almost guarantee you that there is a home in your neighborhood right now that is corporately owned. You know, American Homes for Rent's a big one. First Key Homes was a huge one. We were doing, I mean, we were hired by them to help them acquire investment property. And it stopped, um, it stopped about six months ago. Yeah, it stopped about six months ago. But I, I used to have a, a $30,000, I'm sorry, $30 million a month check that I had to write in the form of real estate acquisitions for this company. I mean, that's how hot and heavy they were going after things. And it was, you know, we're paying cash, we're paying full price, no appraisal, no repairs. We just want the house because we want to stick the tenants in it. And we know that, and, and you know, they, they played it pretty well. They knew that things would slow down economically, that we, you know, a, a lot of people would take the easy route um, and then become their pool of potential tenants because now they can't get back in. Now it's too expensive. So, We've got um, we've got some serious issues that we're we're facing here as a nation, economically, politically. I mean, my God, at least Jimmy Carter can rest easy knowing he's not the worst president we've ever had. So, where do we go from here? That's the big question. Well, let's first figure out where we are, uh, and let's talk about some stats here in our local real estate market. Let's understand what's going on in our little corner of the world. Let's kind of stay in our lane, or you know. Stay in our hula hoop, as as uh, some sometimes say. Uh, I picked that up in a church group, by the way. I don't <laughs> stay in your hula hoop. It means just stay in your own lane. Uh, but I want to talk about what's happening here in Charleston because what's happening in some other parts of the country. I mean, could that mirror to an to an effect what's happening in Mount in in Mount Pleasant or downtown or Somerville or just Charleston in general? Maybe. Um, but we'll talk more about that when we come back from this short break. So if you'd like to reach out to me, if you want to have a conversation about real estate, something that you're thinking about doing, buying a home, selling a home, is now the right time? What does it look like if we push things out a little bit? Um, is there a benefit in waiting? Is there a benefit in doing something now? Let's have that honest conversation. Uh, and let's remember that real estate is local, right? What's, what's important is what's happening in your area, in your price range, uh, and how that impacts your property. What's happening in Las Vegas or Nashville or Charlotte, which by the way, are all markets that are going down right now, uh, isn't necessarily going to happen to us. Or if it does, we usually have a pretty uh, good historical um, you know, set of data that says that what happens to those markets doesn't happen as harshly to our market. It doesn't happen as the percentages aren't as low when prices go down and we recover quicker. So there's a little encouragement, but we're going to get into some specifics when we come back. If you want to reach out to me, 843-800-0065. That's my cell. You can call or text that number, 
888-900-0065. Or check us out online, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or finally, you can just send me an email if you'd like. Brian at brianbeattyteam.com. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back. Visit Brian Beatty's website at listingsincharleston.com. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues next on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA, The Big Talker. Now, here's more of The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. So we're talking about what's going on with this real estate market. What, what's what's going to happen now that you know a, a large bank, Silicon Valley Bank, has closed? Are more banks to follow? What does that mean for us economically? Uh, is that going to impact interest rates? Well, if it's, it certainly has. Uh, we just don't know to what extent yet, right? It seemed like a sure thing that we weren't going to see, you know, a 25 basis point increase. We were likely more, we're going to see like a 50 basis point increase at the end of the month when, when they make their decision. But um, who knows? Maybe now they don't touch it at all. What I can say is the silver lining to what's happened is that interest rates actually have come down this week. They've come down almost half a point, you know, half a percentage point. So, um, that has done a good job. And, and over the past several months, as we've seen fluctuations in the interest rate, uh, when things go down, we see a nice little surge in sales. When they go up, things stop. So the market's extremely sensitive right now. And sellers are sensitive because they still want and, and will always want, right? This is, just, this is just what sellers want. They want the most money possible. In fact, there was a survey that came out by Zillow they uh, they surveyed a few thousand people that were first-time home sellers. And the sellers uh, that took the survey, 84% of them were unsatisfied with their home sale and felt they could have sold their home for more money, which is really interesting. I think maybe part of that is is unrealistic expectations. Um, and by the way, these were the folks that had sold their home um, in, I want to say January, uh, I'd have to look back at the survey, but I think it was January. And so they gave four reasons as to why they felt like they could have sold their home for more money, but ultimately didn't. The first one, interestingly enough, was pricing strategy. The majority of people that took this survey said they were unsatisfied with the home sale and felt they could have sold their home for more money. And the number one reason they gave was pricing strategy. They priced their home too high. Then they had to wait then they had to start a series of price reductions in order to find that kind of sweet spot where somebody would choose their home over the others that they were looking at, of which there were very few to choose from. And that's still the case. We still don't have a lot of inventory for sale. So for the folks that intentionally overpriced their home with the you know that harmless thought of, well, we can always start here and if it doesn't work, we can come down. These people that were surveyed admitted that they just shot themselves in the foot. They... Um, discouraged, ready, willing, and able, educated, serious buyers from going to look at their house because they felt like the seller wasn't serious. The second reason they gave was curb appeal. And a lot of this has to do with the conversation that you have with your real estate agent, the game plan that you come up with to maximize the amount of money that lands in your pocket at the end of the transaction. 
and a lot of agents have said, hey, just, you don't you don't have to worry about any of that anymore, right? You don't have to make repairs. You don't have to fix up your home. As long as we're somewhat close on the asking price, it's probably going to sell. So my job is so easy now. <laughs> well, obviously that has changed over the past several months. Agents now have to uh, either develop or call back skills that they haven't had to use for a very long time because the market is it's not red hot anymore. There are still areas, there are still price ranges where we're seeing multiple offers and it's very tricky to understand unless you have, frankly, a very deep knowledge of our market and of the market in general and why people are doing what they're doing. The third reason was bad timing. And that's a very hard thing to do. Everybody wants to time the market. Everybody wants to buy low, sell high. Um, And you'll have folks that say, you know, we're just waiting for the right time for the property to hit the market. And so when I, when I hear those things from folks, I, I always ask them, well, when will you know the timing is right? And you'll hear all different kinds of answers when that question is asked. But, and a lot of folks will say, well, when prices start to come down, then we'll know that it's time to sell. Well, then you're, you're too late. You've missed it. We usually don't know that we're at the top or the bottom of something until about six months afterwards. And part of that is because of the nature of the data in real estate that people rely on. So like as an example, and I'll, I'll keep this kind of simple, but I geek out on this kind of stuff because at the end of the day, my ability to read a market, to analyze a trend and then help somebody through a, a consultative approach, choose a price and a strategy that will ultimately help them sell their home for the most money is a developed skill over time. It's something I've done 1300 times. So when I sit down with somebody and we start looking at the data, to determine, all right, well, what's this house worth right now? Well, first of all, we're going to look at historical data, right? What have other people paid for similar properties like yours over the course of the past few months? And we need to understand the difference between what happened when a home sold or what was happening in the market at the time that home sold four months ago or five months ago versus right now, right? We need to make adjustments for changes in the market. We need to bring that house from five months ago into today's market so we have a true apples to apples comparison. Obviously, we need to look at condition and upgrades. We need to make specific adjustments for that. We need to look at what's under contract, which is a good indication of, hey, if we price our home at this price um, based on the fact that somebody else recently made an offer that the seller accepted on that home, this is a general idea of where we should be. And then, of course, we look at our active competition to say, well, who are we going to be competing against? We're, we're not quite there yet, um, but it was very common when we were in a normal balanced market for sellers to cut each other out at the knees. You know, price your home just a little bit below your competition so that you're number one on the list. Because if you're number two, three, four, or five, you're just helping number one on that buyer's list sell faster until you hopefully become number one. But there have been these sellers over time that have, and, and you see it even now, they've had their home on the market for months or sometimes years, and they're consistently somewhat okay on their price, but they're never the option that is the no-brainer for a buyer, right? They're always middle of the pack. That's a somewhat dangerous place to be at times um, in a market where consumer confidence is going down, prices are coming down, closings are coming down. I mean, here's here are the stats. Here's here's what's going on in in our market. And I guess just to finish that that thought, you know, like when I'm pricing a property, we need to take all of that into account 
we need to understand how people search for real estate, right? They, they search in brackets. You know, no one stops their search at um, $749,999, right? So you see all these properties that are priced for, you know, four forty nine or seven forty nine or nine ninety nine. Well, just think about it really quickly. If you have a home and it's worth half a million bucks and you price it at $499,000, all those people that are online that are looking for homes, they're going to see your home if their search is between four hundred and fifty and five hundred thousand dollars. But they will not see your home if their search is between five hundred thousand dollars and five hundred and fifty or or six hundred thousand dollars. Price your home at an even number, in line with how people search for real estate online. They search in brackets. Land on a number where you get into as many different brackets and increase the number of buyers that are looking at your property as possible. It's a simple trick. We're not selling used cars. We're selling a house. We need to increase the number of people that are looking at our home. You need to hire an agent that can speak intelligently about the home, the market, the reasons why it's a good deal. Sell them on the house, right? The art of sales has been all but lost over the past few years because this market's been so red hot, people haven't had to do it. Well, there are a lot of agents out there that have done this maybe once or twice or a few times that still don't quite know exactly what they're doing yet or they don't know what they don't know. So that's an opportunity for an experienced listing agent like me to educate the buyer on the area, on the house, on the reasons why this would be a great deal for them, but only if we're really good at asking questions that the agent will answer so that we can extract some information from them to ultimately use in the form of negotiations. I hope I'm making sense right now because um, I just went on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> I'm supposed to be reading stats here, but it's just so important that you hire somebody that really understands what they're doing right now. This is not a time for you to test the market with somebody that doesn't really know what they're doing. Don't don't be someone's guinea pig. Um, so I tell you what, before I just start uh, diving deep into these stats, I think it probably makes sense to take a quick break. Um, but I'll say this, if you're thinking about selling your house, I understand that there are different circumstances that lead to your decision to sell a home. Some of you might not care how long it takes. You just want a certain number. Others say, hey, there's I, I'm in a time crunch. Here's what I'd like to get. But timing is the most important thing. Frankly, most people fall somewhere in the middle. They say, look, I, I want a reasonable price for my home. I want to sell it in a reasonable amount of time. Here's why I'm moving. It's all logical. It all makes sense. But that's why we have different plans that you can subscribe to when you're selling your home with us. We've got low commission plans. We have high commission plans. Uh, you know, Low commission, uh, lower service, higher commission, higher service. It just depends on what you value and what you're looking for. But I want you to understand that you have choices. Um, and we're happy to go through those with you if you have an interest in selling your home. So feel free to reach out to me and I can provide you with that information, show you what we do to find buyers proactively uh, through our marketing. All you have to do is give us a call or text us. The number is 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or go to our website, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. And finally, you can send me an email if that's easier for you. Brian with the letter I, Brian at BrianBeattyTeam.com. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back with more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. 
Hear the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show every Saturday morning at 9 and each Sunday morning at 10 on 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. 1250 WTMA. You're listening to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker. 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. All right, here we go. Charleston, the moment you have all been waiting for. <laughs> Stats. Uh, well, first of all, I know some of you like the stats that I read. Some of you are like, uh, time to change the channel. Um, I love stats. I mean, I, I, I have followed this market so closely over the past 17 years that quite, fr- and I'll just, I'll tell you the truth. I got into this business fresh out of college, right? I graduated college. I had some fun for a few months. I got my real estate license and boom, off I went and I haven't looked back. And one of the ways that I differentiated myself as a young man um, was by being available, right? By I was I was unmarried for the first few years of, of my uh, career. I got married when I was 24. Um, didn't have kids yet, and I was just an animal. I mean, working uh, 60, 70, 80 hour weeks in real estate in an environment, by the way, especially in the South, where you know if if your real estate agent logs 30 hours a week, I'd be surprised. Um, it's one of the only industries I know of where people, uh, want to work 10, 20 hours a week with a six figure, um, expectation, (laughs) right? So, um, still looking for one of those uh, jobs, but just kidding. But anyways, you know, the, the market has been, or my ability to study the market, I should say, has been one of the differentiating factors uh, in, in terms of why people choose to work with us, we just, we get it. We follow it. It is habitual for us. It is uh, something we are proactive about. And people rely on us to help them understand what's going to happen in the market so they can make informed decisions. That's that's why this show was created a decade ago, was to help you better understand what's happening in the market so that you can rely on that information to make decisions. And And let's be honest, if you go online, as an example, which, by the way, we've got a podcast uh, on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify. Um, we've got, I want to say, like 700-ish videos on YouTube where we we video our radio show. And uh, so you can watch me talk if you'd like. <laughs> um, but there's also a bunch of other information on there. But um, we, we, we share all this information with you so that you can make informed decisions. It's very hard to find this kind of information is what I'm saying. Like if you just search for a podcast on real estate from a consumer perspective, it's almost impossible to find. It's all about investing or help helping agents build their business. Not a lot of information out there for the consumer. So that's why this show um, was born and will hopefully continue to thrive. And so thank you. Uh, to those of you that listen to the show and rely on the information within it to help shape your understanding of the real estate market and the process of buying, selling, and investing in real estate. I'm humbled by that. And uh, for those of you that call and uh, give us the opportunity to earn your business, you know who you are. Thank you very much. So let's, uh, let's well, first of all, if you want to reach out to me, if, if you'd like information on the real estate market, if you'd like to know what your home is worth, uh, if we'd like to have a, a deeper conversation about the trends within your specific area so that you can start to formulate some plans, then feel free to give me a call or text me. My number is 843-800-0065, 843-800-0065, or listingsincharleston.com is our website. 
listingsincharleston.com. So let's talk about the local real estate market here in Charleston. Um, I'm going to hit a few different things. I want to talk about just like a broader market overview. I want to talk about what's happening with regard to some of the activity that we're seeing among buyers, kind of the precursors, if you will, to pending contracts and sales, which are down uh, a pretty, pretty big way. Um, and then we'll talk about like Berkeley, Charleston and, and Dorchester County. So just broad, broad stroke overview of the market right now. If we look at year to date, and this is by the way, for, for numbers ending, uh, you know, in February, right? Well, of course we don't have March numbers yet, but, um, year to date, 2023 new listings are down 17 and a half percent. In fact, if you look at February of last month compared to February of 2022, we're about 21% behind pace. Pending sales, you know, properties that are under contract, they've accepted an offer, they're just waiting to close. Those are down 18%. Closings, actual transactions are down 29% so far this year. Now you've got to remember these numbers are going to look a little harsh because if we're talking February of 22, I mean, we, we basically everybody has said that our market peaked March of last year. So next month's numbers will look, I think, a little worse than this month's numbers, February's numbers. And then from there, I think you'll start to see some, some more declines because that's when things really started to shift was spring of last year. Now, days on market, the amount of time it's taking to sell a property. If you look at February last year compared to February last month, it's basically doubled. It went from 24 days to 46 days. 48 would technically be doubling, but you get the point. Median sales price. Year to date, we're up 4.6%. The median sales price in the Charleston metro area is $386,100. This time last year, it was um, $375. Average sales price, a bit of a different way of looking at it. Year to date, we're up 5.7%. I like using median uh, because it removes some of those outliers. Now, here's another one. Percentage of original asking price received. This time last year, 99.8% was about what you could expect to receive when you listed your home for sale. Now, as of last month, it was 95.3%. So we're starting to see these, I guess what I should say is we're continuing to see price adjustments. We're continuing to see negotiability between the buyer and the seller. Buyers are very rarely out there paying what sellers want them to pay anymore. It's just, you know, buyers are back to negotiating and sellers that can kind of get out of their own way and play the game a little bit are the ones that are finding success. The ones that are stubborn, uh, I'm not saying it's not possible, uh, but it's a lot more challenging if if it even happens in the first place. Um, Now, housing affordability. This is something that we talk a lot about because it's just, it's very relevant information. So the housing affordability index measures housing affordability for a particular region. So as an example, like an index of 100 would mean that the median household income is 100% of what is necessary to qualify for the median priced home under prevailing interest rates. So the higher the number, the better the affordability is. We have had um, a rough go of affordability for three reasons. There are three things that impact affordability. 
home prices, interest rates, and wages. All right. So right now, as of last month, the affordability index was at 80. Meaning, in the Charleston metro area, the median household income is 80% of what is necessary to qualify for that median priced home. 80%. And remember, our median sales price is $386,100. So in other words, in order for that playing field to be level, we need a 20% increase in our wages for and for prices and interest rates to stay the same. Is that going to happen? No. So there's got to be some give in some other areas, interest rates or prices, because wages just are not going up that fast. Um, but that's what's going on with affordability, and that's a problem across the country. And it's especially a problem in the entry-level price points because those folks that purchase homes, you know, if you think about the other side of the transaction, that's the person that's selling their home to buy something more than likely bigger, better, more expensive. And so when you have affordability issues, it hits the, the, the bottom tier of the market and trickles upward. The other side of that is that you've got this trickle-down effect where it just doesn't make sense to buy a second home and have a 7% mortgage. There's still a lot of cash being deployed in our market and, and markets across the country. And those are the people that are you know, obviously really finding success because cash is king, right? But uh, the affordability continues to be a problem. I mean, this time last year, we were at 106. So we were positive. Now we're 20% negative. If you look at inventory of homes for sale, this time last year, there were a little over 1,400 homes. Now we've got 24-ish hundred homes. It's harboring around 2,300, 2,400. So inventory has gone up 71%. The month's supply of inventory uh, is has more than doubled. And if you look at kind of the precursor activity um, that we rely on, so like when, we, when we're talking with a seller about putting their house on the market, um, one thing that we really need to understand is what, what expectations should we have with regard to how many people are going to come and see the house? Like, how do we know our marketing is working? How do we know the market is responding in a favorable way to our house, to our listing? Well, a really easy way of understanding that is by looking at the number of average showings that people in your specific area and price range are receiving on a monthly basis. So we then come up with this target. We say, hey, you know, like in this area, in this price range, we should be getting, you know, 10 showings per month. In fact, in the first month, it should be a little bit higher. Um, and I talked about this last program about how we market homes to, you know, when we first market the, the property, we're, we're essentially marketing to two groups of people, right? Group number one are those people that are ready, willing, and able. They want to buy something right now. They're educated, they're motivated, they're ready to go if the right house hits the market. The second group of people are the people that just enter the market every day, right? Something has changed in their life and now they're ready to start thinking about buying a house. They're less, they're less motivated than group number one. And so usually after about 30 days, if someone from group number one doesn't buy the house, then you're left with group number two. The only way to re-engage group number one, the ready, willing, and able group is by doing something like a price adjustment. Well, I can tell you that uh, showings across the board are down by a, a little more than a third. They're down 34.4%, which is a good indicator of uh, kind of the lack of demand that we're seeing as it relates to interest rates and um, home prices. People are just, they're, they're getting priced out of the market. 
Now let's switch over to some of these different counties. Berkeley County, and I'm just going to read this stuff off pretty quickly because I want to get to one more thing before we're out of time. Uh, but Berkeley County, you know, new listings are down 14%. Closed sales are down 14%. Median sales price is up 6%. Um, instead of getting 100% of your asking price this time last year, now you're getting 95.3%. And it's taking a little more than twice as long to sell a property. Uh, it was 21 days, now it's 47. And the overall amount of inventory went from 368 homes February of last year to 654 homes uh, February last month, which is an increase of almost 80%. In Dorchester County, new listings are down 6%. Closings are down 24%. Median sales price is up 5.7%. Instead of getting 99.8% of your asking price last year, you're getting 96% as of last month. Instead of it taking 18 days, it was it's now taking 42 days. And we went from having about 150 properties for sale to 396. So that's about 160% increase in the inventory of homes for sale. And then finally, Charleston County, uh, which, you know, we usually see bigger swings in the numbers in Charleston County. New listings are down 18.5%. Closings are down 38.2%. We had basically 1,000 closings in the first two months of last year. Uh, but at the end of last month, we had 610 Median sales price is up 11.7%. Instead of you getting 98.7% of your asking price, now you're getting 94.7. Instead of it taking 24 days to sell, it's taking 43 days to sell, which is up 79.2%. And inventory went from 436 homes this time last year to 727 homes last month. That's up 66.7%. So, um, Last thing I'll say with regard to stats is that, you know, we, we do talk at times about the national real estate market, the state of the national real estate market, what's happening from a macro perspective. But in reality, there really is no such thing as a national real estate market because markets are so different from one another. Real estate is local. It's hyper-local. Sometimes it depends on what's going on on your street that, that dictates how much your home is going to sell for. So if you want information on what's happening with your property, the best way to do that is to speak with somebody really in tune with the market that can give you an idea of if you were to sell now or at some point in the near future, near future, here's what that looks like. Here's a strategy or strategies, pick one, um, that we can use to sell your home, whatever your level of comfort is, whatever your propensity for risk is. Um, and then we go from there. We, we execute that plan. So if that's something that I can help you better understand and walk through that with you, my number is 843 800 0065-843-800-0065 or go to listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or finally, you can send an email to brian at brianbeattyteam.com. Stick around for the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. More stimulating talk on real estate matters with Brian Beatty next on 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA. Now, the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, to the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I know that we've, uh, you know, we've been covering the real estate market this, this program and helping you guys better understand what's happening locally. Here's what I'd say, guys. It's a volatile real estate market. It is 
basically impossible for us to tell you the exact direction this market's going to go. We don't know. Um, if you if you research this, if you listen to economists, if you watch YouTube videos from people that God knows where they get some of this information or these storylines that they tell about you know the the market crashing forty plus percent, whatever. It's just clickbait uh, on some of this stuff, but. Um, we do our best on this program to provide you with accurate, relevant information so you can make informed decisions. Uh, and I, and I understand the irony in, in saying what I'm about to say, but be careful where you get your information, right? Be well-researched, make sure that you really trust the person that's providing you with their opinion and that it's backed by something. And it's, you know, I just, we, we experience this all the time. Even, even something as simple as, you know, us going on a, you know, on an interview or a listing presentation, right? To talk with somebody about selling their house. In fact, I, I, I lost a, a listing presentation uh, this week. It's the first one I've lost this year. It happens. Can't win them all. And the um, the seller said that they chose the agent because they lived in the area. I respect that. You know, you're, you're certainly uh, entitled to make decisions based on what is most important to you. Um, and I'm, I'm just, and I'm not trying to be rude, but in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, well, who cares where they live? How effective are they at marketing your property? You know, it's like that old conversation between, uh, you know, or the decision between hiring a neighborhood expert and a marketing expert. I would much rather be the marketing expert. I mean, you can't go one square mile in the Charleston metro area and not find something that my team has represented. I mean, that are we have a true shotgun blast when it look when you look at the map of the Charleston metro area. We've sold everything everywhere, um, which I think is just a testament to the fact that we understand how to market properties for sale. It's about it's about finding the buyer. It's about displaying and and articulating the value and getting them to a decision point so they can make an offer so that we can enter into negotiations. And then of course you got to be good at what you do, right? Um, and and just so what I find. You know, going back to the survey in the beginning of the show where, you know, Zillow did this survey of first time home sellers and and 84% of them said that they were unsatisfied with their home sale and felt they could have sold their home for more money. Well, here are some, a few other stats. 80% of people only interview one agent. 63% of them found their agent through a referral. 73% of people said that they would definitely recommend their agent to others. But less than 40% of people use the same agent twice. Why is that? Something for you to think about. What I, what I want to impress upon you, I guess, in these last few minutes is that information is power. Information is leverage. Now is the really good time, in my opinion, to just take stock. If you're thinking about buying a home, if you're thinking about selling a house, I mean, first, let's start with buyers really quickly. If you're thinking about buying a house here in the next few months, please don't be one of those people that waits to get pre-approved until you've found the house you want to buy. We are just, we are dealing with a litany of issues where buyers thought everything was fine, thought their credit was fine, thought everything would be okay, only to get to the point where they found something they want to buy and now realize that there are things on their credit report that need to be adjusted or money that needs to be invested in some way or, or debt paid down in some way to increase their ability to afford a home, to lower their monthly payments, so on and so forth. Just please do, do, do yourself a favor and have a consultation with a loan officer. Let them pull your credit. Let them take a look at things 
and offer suggestions. All they're trying to do is help. All they're trying to do is make this process easier for you. It's a it's a weird hurdle that we have to jump as real estate agents, getting people to actually agree to get pre-approved. I think that they think it's because we are being selfish with our time, when in reality, what we're trying to do is just help you. So um, that's suggestion number one. Number two, if you're a seller, you're thinking about selling, let's figure out how much your home is worth. Let's figure out how much equity you have. Let's play out a few different scenarios should you choose to sell it, whether it's on the open market, whether it's directly to a buyer that we have. There are savings that we can incorporate depending upon how you want to structure the sale of your property. Um, But let's at least have the conversation to figure out where to go. So if that's something I can help you with, uh, please give me a call, 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065 or go to listingsincharleston.com. .com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Thanks for tuning in and you guys enjoy your weekend. Join us for another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show next Saturday morning at 9 and Sunday morning at 10. Contact Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. That's 843-400-8009.